Alright everyone, welcome back. This week, Kaylee got the chance to sit down with Sissy Wynn. Sissy is having the best year of her career so far, and we got the chance to talk a few days before she went north to the Calgary Stampede. From kicking off this season with a championship at the Texas Circuit Final to now sitting sixth in the world with over 70,001, there's a good chance she's headed to her first NFR this year. And now you will know the behind-the-scenes story, who her horses are, and help cheer her on for the next two and a half months left in this season. This week's episode is brought to you by Farnham, the makers of MaxFlex XR Extended Release Joint Formula. It's not very often that we see joint supplements with extended release properties to keep hard-hitting, joint-specific ingredients in your horse's system for a full 24 hours. Give your horse a joint supplement that works as hard as their joints do. That's F-A-R-N-A-M.com. All right, sissy, the mic's all yours. This is The Money Barrel. We are getting to talk to our rodeo girls this week, and I'm really excited to have Sissy Wynn on the podcast. She's been up and down the rodeo trail, just came off a great July 4th, sitting fourth in the world, and I'm just excited to to talk to you and share your story. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Where are you at in the world of rodeo right now? I we we had a kind of a miscommunication with our time zone, thanks to me. <laughs> but that's what happens when you're traveling nonstop. Well, then you forget what state you're in and what town you're in. But right now, I'm in Spooner, Wisconsin. Okay, and where did you come from? Were, were you in Utah, or Colorado, for the fourth? No, I actually didn't make it over to the Utah rodeos this year. I I kind of went a different route, but. Um, where was I? I was in Dickinson, North Dakota. I was up there resting um, the horses for a few days. We had some friends there, and we were up there for a little bit. Well, good. Um, so, I mean, just kind of walk us through what your schedule looks like right now. Obviously, you are really rodeoing. Like, we're, we're going for it. Um, so, how's it been going? It has been the best year of my career, and it's um, I'm just smiling when I say that because it's just hard to to believe believe it. You know, like it's happening. It's great. It, our horses are healthy. It's just it's been a a fun year to think about and look back on. I guess before we dive into this year, um, let's just go back to the beginning and start with your background. Um, for those listeners that you know may not be Facebook friends with you or see see your pages, but um, tell us about growing up and your background that you know got you into barrel racing? Um, I grew up in Corpus Christi, Texas. That's 45 minutes from the beach, so definitely South Texas. It's hot and humid and very windy, so it's not horse country (laughs) at all. Uh, Every time we see a horse trailer down there, we're like, oh, somebody else owns a horse? (laughs) So it was different growing up. My parents, um, they rode it a little bit uh, when they were younger, so they they got us a horse and they, um, we started doing lead line and, uh, play days when we were really young, but, uh, we finally got some better horses and got a little bit more serious about it when we grew up. Did your parents have anything to do with horses or were you just a little girl that loved ponies? Uh, they did. They grew up in the country and they had horses and they, they rode you just a little bit, but not on the level that I'm doing now. And then what kind of graduated you from Jim Connors and, you know, the junior rodeo level to, did you rodeo in high school and college? Oh, yes. Um, so I grew up doing all the junior high rodeos, high school rodeo, and, and I really credit the junior high, high, high nationals and high school nationals because that 
really set me up for now because back then, you know, you'd go to nationals, you'd go to Gillette, Wyoming, or back in junior high, it'd be Gallup, New Mexico, and you'd have three rounds. And, and there was a lot of tough competition back then and still now uh, at that level. But um, that pressure that, you know, you'd have to go and do your best every time and be clean, um, that just kind of prepared me for the pro rodeos. And so I did the junior high and in high school, but um, I never college rodeoed. I decided to do the pro circuit instead, and I knew I didn't want to do both. Okay. It just be too hard, and uh, that's what my route was. Well, did you go to college then? I did. I went to Texas A&M University. Uh, I graduated with honors. I'm proud to say that because uh, I knew I had to focus on school. My dad was like, if you're going to pro rodeo, you have to get all A's. I did get two B's, but I had to focus on school. I mean, that's that takes dedication in itself. Yes, yes, it, it did. <laughs> what did you go to school for? Um, I went to school for ag leadership, and I got a minor in communications. Um, it's a pretty basic degree, but I, I wanted to go to law school. I'm still not sure if I want to go. I studied for the LSAT for about six months, and that was just torture. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we'll see what the, the future holds for that. So you do have a little bit of a backup plan if yes. barrel racing, for some reason, isn't your full-time job one day. Yeah, correct. I mean, I don't. I I love rodeo. I love what I do, but it's hard work. And being gone on the road all summer, I mean, I feel like I haven't ever like been home because I went from, like, um, just like everybody, you know, everyone's gone. But, like, I went to California. No, I did Florida. I did the California, um, and then I got home for, like, you know, a month, and then I came out here. Yeah, and, you know, when you started rodeoing, or, you know, not started rodeoing, but did pro rodeo, have you ever gone this hard before? Um, I did a little bit a few years back trying to make it in the, the top 30 and try to make those, those big rodeos, but not, uh, how do I say this? Um, I knew like, oh man, this is fun. We can make top 30, but I knew I couldn't, I, I wasn't going to make the NFR. Like it just wasn't in the cards for me. Like I just yep. didn't have the, the number of horses that I have now. I have a really good team that, um, can help me get there. I have a, what do I say? I have age on my side. Like my horses are eight, nine and five. So it's, I have that. So I'm just happy that none of them are, they're old and they haven't been up and down the road a lot. So I have youth on my side for sure. And so, I guess, tell us a little bit about them to get started. Um, what horses do you have in your trailer this year? Well, I have two horses, and I have two minis. I have to say the minis <laughs> because they're a huge part of the team. Um, they're Scoop, and he's nine years old. He's a out of a dash to fame, and his mini that he has with him is Stormy. And then I have Chewy. He's eight years old. And he's out of Flaming Firewater, and his pony that's with him is Scout. I had two different rigs going um, fourth of July. So they each had their pony. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Um, did you buy them? Did you train them? Where did these horses come from? Um, when I got Chewy, I got him as a five-year-old. So he went on the road as a five-year-old just for the summer. Um, just for, um, just the experience, but Shelby Riddling raised and trained him. She did a phenomenal job. She won a lot of uh, fraternities on him and I got him in April. So he didn't get to finish out his maturity year with her but I was grateful she let me buy him and 
Um, so I took him out a little bit, but he just, he, uh, had a lot of growing up to do. That's what, um, makes him chewy. He chews on things. He bucks when something comes around or when he gets mad, but that, that little fire that he has is what makes him so special and so fast. Um, but after his five-year-old year, I, he got, had a year and a half off. He had some, some issues, but I'm kind of grateful people ask, well, what, Where's that horse that you're winning on? I'm like, this is him. He's just been in the pasture, but growing up. So um, that's his story. Did he get hurt or did he just need a break from the barrel? Yeah, he just needed a break. Maybe like I tell people, it was we both needed a break at some point when he was five. I was like, man, he's just a punk, you know, like a teenage boy that's just bad, you know. But he just needed a break. And then when I got him back up he just wasn't mentally ready for the rodeos too and um i'm glad i put him up when i did because i felt that it just it wasn't going to be good for him or either of us really i mean that's really like a great decision because a lot of people don't want to do that they don't want to not use them for a year and you know they'll sell them or you know don't want to give them that break but sometimes time is like the thing that fixes stuff Yes. And don't worry, my dad definitely was like, you need to sell him, you need to sell him. <laughs> and I was like, no, dad, no, he's so special. And then last year, uh, when he was seven, that's when um, I, I brought him back and, and he came on um, pretty good. My dad was like, he's the best thing ever. I can't believe I told you that. We would never, never sell him. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and tell us about Scoop. Oh man, Scoop is, Scoop is so cool. So Danielle Campbell, um, trained him and did, she just, he has a huge record, um, with her. And I'm just so grateful that I have him. I, it's a funny story. So I wasn't even looking for a horse this year. I kind of was just like everybody's always looking, you know, mm-hmm. for a horse. And, uh, I, I've seen Scoop, you know, grown up like everybody has winning with her. And then I saw her post a Facebook thing of him one time. I was late at night. And it kind of hinted that he might be for sale. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to buy this horse. And, uh, and, she, and I called her, and she's like, I'm really particular. You know, I wanted to go to a good home and, you know, the whole story like that. But um, it, it worked out really good, and she's been so helpful through this whole process with him. And so when did you get him again? I got him the end of March. Okay, because that was, you know, I was like, oh, we should have Sissy on the podcast. And I was looking through some pictures because, you know, I have to do my Facebook stalking. So I uh-huh. kind of have an idea what I'm talking about. And I was like, I didn't realize that was that horse. I didn't realize yeah. he had Scoop. Like, how cool to see him out on the rodeos and just kicking butt. Oh, man. He's just so, and Daniel's like, Daniel's like, oh, yeah, he's been to some rodeos, you know. But, I mean, he's seasoned. He's obviously a seasoned pro. But, you know, the other little things that. You know, being on the road a long time, that's why I got him his own pony, you know. And Daniel's like, I swear if you ever bring that pony up in the alley, I will whoop your butt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that barrel racer. I promise I'm not bringing him up there. (laughs) But he's going to have him when he gets back to the trailer. But he's going to have his buddy in the stall, and and that really does help him a lot. So coming in to, to 21, I mean, obviously you've pro-rodeoed for a little bit, or uh, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. What kind of spurred off your year? So for last year, it was really chewy. He, mm-hmm. um, my first rodeo win was actually a year ago tomorrow. I won Asante, Minnesota on him, and that was 
It's just a $2,000 rodeo, but it's, I mean, I'm entering in it tomorrow night. I'm going to run them at it. It's just special Mm -hmm. um, rodeo to me. And those, and now I'm just, I'm having a great time, you know, going to rodeos that are special. I mean, not every rodeo that's 20,000, you know, 40,000 is like, oh my gosh, this is it. Sometimes the, the smaller hometown rodeos where everybody's there and they're sitting on the side of the, the little hill is yep. mean, Those rodeos sometimes are the best for me. And, um, oh, I got off topic. So 21, 22, um, Chewy just started winning and we started clicking and we weren't butting heads anymore. I tell people a lot that I needed to have patience and he needed to mature. And it just lined up last year, last summer around this time. And, um, he really propelled me to get into the, the big rodeos. Um, and then, um, we started winning for a 22 season. And where were you at the end of 21, I guess, in the standings? I think I ended up 20th. Okay. So you were in there for all the winter rodeos. We were actually having winter rodeos again. Yes. And that was special to go to San Antonio and Houston and, and run all of those two on him. And you uh, you won the Texas Circuit Finals, right? At the I did. Yeah, that was year? always a, a bucket list thing to win and uh um and he did it on my birthday so that was really special for me but then the nfr open has has to be during calgary (laughs) right oh yeah you don't even get to go i mean calgary will be really cool so yes yes i'm not gonna (laughs) but uh, yes i'm very grateful for that but oh bummer a little bummed about that so you win texas circuit finals it counts for the standings you come into the winter. Um, how were the winter rodeos? Because obviously you've had a really good year up to this point. Uh, it was definitely the best winter I've ever had on, on Chewy. Well, the very first rodeo was in 22. There's Waco. There's Lubbock. Uh, I think there's Rosenberg. And I know I got first and second at uh, those three. But he, he really – I wanted to start off strong because mm-hmm. he was coming off of the summer. And every, I know everyone only goes home, you know, right after and, and rest. But – he was happy and healthy, and I knew we weren't making NFR, so I was like, let's go hard in October for um, those rodeos. And then uh, we went to circuit finals. And then uh, we had Fort Worth and San Antonio, and those were those were pretty big ones. And I always talk about the San Antonio rodeo because it's not a hometown rodeo, but it's two hours from my house because we're so far south. So I'm like, man, this is kind of like home. <laughs> so to do well there, was that was pretty cool. And where did you finish there? Uh, I finished fourth, and I won about uh, eleven or twelve thousand, I think. And at what point were you like, "We're going to be gone all summer"? Like, we're going to go for it. Definitely when I won the the circuit finals, I, I knew. All right, this is this is it. This is the year. Oh, back then, like yeah. So this was this was in the this was January. the game plan. Okay. Yeah, this was the plan. This has been the plan for years, but this. <sighs> Now it's like we could see it. It's going to happen uh, type of thing. So tell us, um, going back to Fort Worth, because you also won Best Dress, and the outfit was phenomenal, which I wanted to ask because, you know, come Vegas time, like, we'll be able to see those outfits um, <laughs> when the cards, you know, play out. But yes, was it you and your mom that made your outfit? Yes, that was so fun. Um, that was when it was so cold in Texas and we had that horrible freeze and, uh, we were just in the trailer. We had, I made the, the, I knew I made the finals and then we were like, we have to go get all the stuff, you know, go out and uh, go to Joanne's, get the fabric, 
we're doing that in the ice, of course. And my dad's like, y'all are just crazy. And we're like, yes, yes, we are. But <laughs> it's a lot of money and it's an honor to win this. And he thought, so we're sewing. It was like two in the morning before the finals. And my dad goes, why are y'all doing this for $500? I said, dad, it's $5,000. And he goes, oh my gosh, girls, y'all get to sewing. Start doing it. <laughs> so then he could see why we were putting in the extra effort. But it was a lot of fun. I I was Miss Rodeo Texas Princess and Miss Rodeo Texas team. So um, I like to dress up and, and do the fun outfits. So we, we had that kind of background in it. That's so exciting. And that's cool that you're able to do that with your mom. And, yes. you know, come come Vegas time, hopefully, you guys will have some time to get those outfits prepared. Yes, we will definitely prepare uh, a little bit better than one, one day. One day. <laughs> That's so funny. Your horse's joints work around the clock. Shouldn't your joint supplement do the same? MaxFlex XR Extended Release Joint Formula is a revolutionary supplement that keeps glucosamine in the horse's system a full 24 hours. Scientifically formulated with 5,000 milligrams of extended release glucosamine per half ounce serving, plus chondroitin sulfate, hyaluronic acid, and MSM to help ease joint stiffness due to the daily exercise and activity. Activated by moisture in the digestive system, the extended release system slowly releases layers of glucosamine, providing a constant supply to the joints to help maintain cartilage and connective tissue. That's over 24 times longer than other joint supplements on the market, which is a win for you and your horse. Provide extra support for hardworking joints with MaxFlex XR Extended Release Joint Formula. One daily dose works around the clock to provide 24-hour joint care and helps keep your horse in motion. Um, so now that you're out on the road, um, you know, tell us about your July 4th, because you had a good July 4th too, right? I did. It was my best July 4th ever. I, normally, I went about a couple thousand, which is still awesome, but uh, this was my best best uh, July 4th, so I was so excited. I I started off in Pecos with Scoop and, of course, Stormy, the mini. Mm-hmm. Stormy the <laughs> and mini. And we, we finished third there, and uh, Chewy was in Reno, and, and I want to bring up Chewy um, in this real quick. After Austin, he did really good in March, and I gave him uh, like a month break. And I just like started running him like the end of May, beginning of June, kind of. And um, people were like, oh, where, what? They, oh, at Reno, someone goes, is that Chewy? And I said, yep, that's Chewy. They're like, man, what is he doing? I was like, he's just being a, a young, dumb punk. He's fresh and he's, he's feeling good. But I never got to give him a break because I went straight into the fall rodeos and winter. So I knew that was the opportunity I needed to do so I can have the whole summer and uh, small rodeos with him. So I just wanted to bring that up because someone's like, what was that horse was that? I was like, that, that would be Chewy, my, my, my main uh, boy, but it doesn't look like him right now. What did he and do? I, that was so different. <laughs> he was just being his, uh, I feel like he's just, when he's really fresh, he does better when he's tired, honestly. Yeah. And uh, he was just fresh and he just kept rolling past the third. I was laughing and, and I was like, gosh, dang it, you know, but now he's finally getting a little bit more tired, which is great. <laughs> I'm riding him every day, and everyone's like, man, y'all, you do this. And, and every horse is different. So I want to say, like, with Scoop, I do uh, different things with him than I do with Chewy. But Chewy needs to be tired because then he's still fresh, if that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, not just, like, knowing your horses, like, knowing yes. what they need to be their best. And 
when I, I tell people, when you go on the road, like the summer run, uh, that's when you get to know your horse. You know, when they're sleeping, you're looking out the window, you're checking, you know, all of their little things. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so important to, of course, know your horse and their habits because it just it sets you up uh, to to win more. Yeah, absolutely. And how did you plan your fourth with the two of them? Like you said, you had two trailers. So how yes. how did you make um, that work? I just knew that scoop uh, where he would do win at and where Chewy would win at, and um, I tried to plan that accordingly. But Chewy was not winning as much as I thought he would. But that's okay. Uh, we finally got a check in Mandan, and uh, we're finally getting back in our group. But I took Scoop from Pecos, and then we went straight up to Pinoca. So we went up to Canada, um, got in there, and then I didn't even run at Wainwright. But I ran at Pinoca. He had an abscess. I didn't know it, and then he had an abscess the first time I went up there. I was like, I've never had an abscess, of course. Get all the way up there. Don't run that run, which was which was fine, but it turned out okay, and then um from there I came um, oh I flew to Prescott I flew to Prescott to run Chewy so excited to run Prescott love that rodeo um I get there we're chewing the pan he feels great and then uh, <laughs> it starts raining I mean like really raining two hours before the rodeo and it was just like you know you're just bummed when that happens you just spend you flew all day spent a lot of money to get there and then it's just downpour so that that kind of stunk um, but every girl was trying, a few girls were trying to find, you know, other horses to ride because, um, it was just, there, you had no chance when, you know, five days later it was going to be dry. And that's just how rodeo goes. I mean, mm-hmm. it was in more my favorite Livingston than the other girls in Slack. I know that, but it just, um, that's just how it goes. And so I, I was going to trot Chewy actually through the pattern. I was like, I have no other horse. I can't lose these tour points. And uh, I knew he let me trot the pattern. I thought, oh, that might actually be good for him to be calm and trot through or lope through the pattern. But then I thought, oh, my gosh, if I pull a shoe, I'm going to have to fly my farrier out here. So I, like, panic, and I, I'm, like, in the back of the alleyway. The barrel's already started, and I'm like, can I borrow a horse? I'm, like, literally, like, kind of shouting that out in the back of the alleyway to, like, just random people. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, but then the nice pickup man, his name was Dalton, offered me his wonderful paint horse, and I made the <laughs> pattern, and it was so much fun. That might be one of my favorite barrel pictures, because we did see that, and Sharla, <laughs> Dalton's wife, shared, you know, the video of yes. him going around the barrels, and I think he did great. Thank you. I appreciate that. My dad was like, that was so bad, just, you didn't even get your first barrel, and I was like, let me tell you something. <laughs> That horse, when Dalton said, hey, you need to pull, you need to pull hard, I thought that was my pulling hard. That was pathetic. And then I finally got it by the third barrel. I was like, okay, he means actually pull the freaking horse. Pull Joe Knox around. <laughs> pull Joe Knox, that horse name, around the barrel. <laughs> you know, those are just the rodeo stories that, like, you know, people watch the standings, like, they don't see. They don't see the hours and the driving and, and the rain and the this that, like, you know, they see you placing at places like, oh, she won Livingston and, you know, here and there. But, like, there's a lot more that goes into it. Yes. And I also want to add the lack of sleep for 4th of July is brutal. It was brutal for me. Uh, it was it was bad. But some I was actually at Livingston the last radio. So one of my uh, a good friend comes up and I haven't seen her in a while. She's a nice lady. And she goes, man, sis, you just look so tired. I said, oh, man. 
I'm glad it looks as bad as it feels. <laughs> so after Prescott, where did you go? Uh, Prescott, I flew to St. Paul um, the next morning in uh, St. Paul, Oregon. And I, my dad was there uh, waiting for me at the airport with Scoop and uh, the Pony. And I uh, had one day there and uh, ran in slack the, uh, the first slack that morning. And he did good. I was so excited to run him there because... Uh, I knew he was going to find his barrels. I knew he was going to do fine with the ground. And, and then I did think, okay, now don't turn a tree. I've seen some videos with horses turning a tree when they come back to that dark alleyway. But he, he did fine there. And so your dad was in one rig. Was your mom in the other? Yes, my mom was in the other. Parents for the win. Yes, parents for the win. I It is so much fun. Um, I'm so grateful to have them. Try, they're just supporting me and trying to help me accomplish my dreams and now it's becoming you know their dream too which it, it makes me really happy well, that's so cool and then after St. Paul walk us through the rest of the weekend uh, St. Paul then I went to Mandan on Chewy and I uh, was in Slack and uh, he did good there it was, it was a little bit deeper but he handled it fine and then um, I had I kind of it was a shorter fourth for me because I thought I was just gonna you know rock it at Pinoca and I'm glad I wasn't just banking on that because I had my our abscess and he was just not gonna he wasn't it wasn't working good and uh, but then I had Belfouge it was uh, the second the night of the second and he did good there he got third and that was a pretty fun run it was our first you know victory lap together and I thought when after I made the run I thought oh gosh they're like okay go in the go in the arena now and they're I thought oh Scoop please don't run around the barrels or run around the arena he's just because Chewy, he would just take off running right after. Like, oh, you want to run again? Let's go run again. But <laughs> Scoop just went in there, trotted around the arena, just like a little queen horse. That's so you, funny. You nice pleasure horse. Hilarious. And then you wrapped it up with Livingston, right? Yep, I had Livingston. I actually had Cody that morning, uh, the morning of the third in Slack, and I almost got a check there, but the girls were just so smoking there. They, everyone there was just amazing. And then um went to Livingston that night, and... It rained there, too, and it actually, like, hailed. So I was like, oh, we have some hail. That's all right. It's not going to be, like, rain. But then the rain came, and uh, uh, I thought, oh, man, I'm not going to run. It's I really did think that because you never know what, you know, rain is like. You know what, like, in Texas, I know when it rains how it affects certain arenas. But I just haven't been, you know, not like a season pro like Stevie Hillman and all those that have been here for years and, and Stevie was up that night actually and I asked her, I was like, Hey, is it gonna how's it gonna be? And she said, It could be the best night or it could be the worst night. We just you know but they were pretty confident that it was gonna be good and um and it was and he did really good there. So what is like when that happens, do you was it muddy? Did you run any different? I'm always interested because I'm ground is always so hard when you go to different places like how do you prepare for something like that oh man I try I'm like it just stinks when it actually does happen and it's like why does it happen you feel like it's only happening to me but it's actually happening to everybody yeah everybody has to deal with the the mud or do I run what do I what should I do type of deal and um I really try to ask the the people that have have way more years um on the road than I do I mean I've only Mm -hmm. been going for about four years and um, I knew Stevie was up the night I was and and she's been to uh, Livingston a lot and she's had really good success there and and Ty was in the arena riding around and it wasn't muddy but you just it's a different type of dirt it had sand in it, it had some grit to it you just 
I was nervous. Cause I thought, man, I never ran in mud on scoop mm-hmm. and I didn't know how I should like run him. Do I send him in there hard? Is he gonna, is it gonna be slick? I just, I wasn't sure because I, I don't have the runs that I have like with Chewy and I knew what he would do in that situation, but I was running scoop, but, um, I'm glad he handled it fine because that, that ground kind of reminded me of uh, Canada ground a little bit. So that kind of gets me excited for Calgary just in case it does decide to rain. In my yeah. Pool. So you just went for it and it obviously worked out. I definitely went for it because <laughs> my dad goes, don't you dare safety up in there because every other girl, and it's so true, everybody is always, they're going out there and they're going to win. So mm-hmm. I know, you know, if you try to safety up, well, your time's going to gonna look reflect that so are your horses back together now are you in one trailer getting ready for calgary or yes i am but i'm not my uh, scoops and dickinson he's just resting for the week he gets the week off before calgary and um i'm with uh, chewy right now and i have schooner wisconsin in the morning and hamill minnesota tomorrow night and then the following day i have uh asante minnesota on him and then i'll meet back over there and uh, take both of the horses in the same rig and go to Calgary. And that'll be nice to have, like, a couple days, same spot, multiple runs. Like, it'll almost be like a little mini vacation. Yes, it would be ni- It would be nice to have, to be in the same spot, not driving your butt off, trying to make the next rodeo, which is always fun, too. But then after a while, you're like, man, I just want a, a three-hour drive, not a, you know, eight- or nine-hour drive. Yeah, I mean, your schedule, just like the next two days, exhausts me just listen listening to it. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. So how do you plan where you're going? Do you enter yourself, or do you have somebody helping you with that? Oh, I definitely have somebody helping me with that. Her name's Ann Thompson. She's the best. She's so wonderful. Uh, she's been entering me these past couple of years, and she entered some other girls too, but uh, she helps enter me with these rodeos, but I, I like to plan where I'm going to, um, go. And then I, uh, tell Ann the schedule, what she's thinking and what works best for our team. Yeah. We've heard Ann's name a lot. I think she handles for a lot of girls and makes life easier for them. She does. And I, I, we, I used to enter myself and, and that was fine when I was just going to, you know, the circuit rodeos and a few rodeos here and there, but I can't even imagine doing it right now. Yeah, especially when you're trying to drive and, I mean, all of that. It's a lot. So, after Calgary, what does your schedule kind of look like that you know Um, of so far? Oh, I I know it now. I've been trying to memorize the schedule because I don't want to mess up. But I was looking at it. I thought, man, we had 4th of July. But I feel like the whole month is 4th of July or Calgary Christmas, as people would call it. Yes, it is. Uh, I have Calgary, and then hopefully we do... Uh, really well, make the short go, and then uh, we have Nampa, Idaho, the next day, and then after Nampa, we go to Ogden on that Tuesday, and then my mom will go to Salinas with one horse, and I'll go to Cheyenne on the 20th, run one of the horses, Scooper Chewy, at Cheyenne, and then I'll fly to Salinas that night, and then run uh, three runs on um, a horse in Salinas, and then I have Spanish Fork on that Monday. Oh my gosh. That was a lot. I know that was a lot. <laughs> that that is rodeoing. That yes, is yes. rodeoing. Well that's so exciting. And um have you, you know, been out to the California ones before and you know, all of these or are some of these new to you? 
Um, I'm, I've, I've been to Salinas a couple years ago and I, and I loved it, but I'm not sure what horse I'm going to run yet. Uh, I feel like both of them would have really good success there. Um, we're just going to see how everyone's feeling and how Calgary goes. But, um, I went to the, I did the California run this year on scoop and, uh, did Clovis and Red Bluff. And, uh, I, that was like our first, um, real outing, you'd say a rodeo outing like together and, we had some success there. So I, I like California and I like their rodeos. So, you know, I've actually don't think I've asked this question before. Um, but for those listeners that, you know, may not know when you're on the road nonstop, like when do you do your laundry? When do you get your horses <laughs> reshod? Where do you find your hay and grain? Like, what do you do when you obviously are not going back to Corpus Christi? So important to have clean undies and clean socks. <laughs> But, but I mean, we try. We we know the laundry mats now. Like in the the rodeos uh, that we have been to before, we we know like oh that's the one. There's a I have to give this plug in Pleasant Grove, Utah. There is the best laundry mat ever. It has a big screen TV. It has recliner chairs with massage, and they have soda drinks. That is a legit laundry mat. <laughs> <laughs> but they're normally not like that. But. We just try whenever we have time, you know, uh, once a week when we have a, a day to, to go wash all the clothes and, uh, and do that. But, uh, my feed, I have, uh, so much feed and cubes in both trailers. Uh, I'm going to have to probably restock in a couple weeks and I'll get some cubes in, um, uh, Nampa, Idaho. So I, I try to make those calls ahead and know where, um, certain cubes are and where my feed's going to be and, um, but I try to plan that ahead of time so I'm not rushing. Because I will, I will not change my feed or, or my cubes on the road. What um, type of cubes do you feed? I feed Cubit. <clears throat> okay. And I've, um, I, I love it. And then I've uh, fed ADM feed um, for about nine years. And, uh, yeah, I just I, I won't change it. The pro, it's been so good to me. And never had a horse colic on it. No one's tied up. So I'm like, I'm, I have to stick with this. Yeah, and you know, I asked that because it really is like another thing you have to plan in, ahead, in advance for, like yes. where you're going to get it. And then what do you do with your shoer? Um, I'm still working that out. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I, I I need to get shoes in a couple weeks, and uh, I'm really particular uh, on that. So I'm, I'm not sure. I'll have to get back to you on who's going to shoe them if um, maybe my fairy will come out. I don't know. But I'll find somebody that's pretty good. Yeah, just, you know, just more things you have to do when you, you don't go home. Yes, and we can't because, you know, if we go home, people, like, they live in Oklahoma or, um, like, Fort Worth. And I'm like, that's Fort Worth's eight hours for me. My vet is eight hours. I cannot go home. Because once I go home, I probably won't come back. But it's just so far. Yeah. It's an extra day for me to get back out here. Yeah. And, you know, it's not fair to your horses. If they're feeling good and working good, like, yes. give them that day of rest instead of drive. Exactly. Like, I'm sure, I think in August I might go home for a few days, but the horses will stay out here in this cool weather, not go home in the humidity, and, and rest somewhere where they have green grass. Yeah, exactly. Um so what, tell us a little bit, because we always have the questions, like, what are some products you use? Do you use therapy products? Tell us a bit about your tack, kind of those type of things. Okay, um, therapy, uh, I have a massage gun that I that I use on Chewy. He absolutely loves that scoop. 
does not like the massage. Um, I think it's the dash to fame in him that doesn't appreciate an actual massage on his butt and back. <laughs> but uh, I have a laser. I have a, a PMF machine that I use on both of them and a centurion blanket. So I really try to make sure that they have to be feeling their best. If, if they're not, they're just not going to perform as well. So I try to stay on top of all of that. And that's kind of hard, like when I'm on the road, when we're really busy and we're traveling every day or, or at a rodeo that night to make time to do those things. But you have to, even when you're exhausted, you just have to remember, I, hey, I need to stop, spend an hour, do this, and then maybe take my nap and then get up and go run at the rodeo. Okay. Keeping them feeling their best. And when um, do you do any, like, pre-race, post-race, paste, or supplements? Oh, yes, yes. Um, I've been using oxygen, I think, I mean, since I was in junior high. So a very, very long time, probably about 10 years, okay. nine, 9 or 10 years. And I give oxypulum to both my horses. I give Racex. Um, they get a Simply Equine paste that's called Race Ready. So they definitely get their paste before and after their run and I always try to give them some electrolyte paste after their run so they're hydrated. And feeling good. Mm-hmm. And what type of bits do you ride on either one of these horses? Uh, Chewy runs in a, a Flaherty bit and Scoop. Um, uh, right now he's in a long shank, uh, Carrie Kelly. Okay, so kind of fits fits both their styles. What type of Flaherty do you use? We've had Troy on the podcast before, and oh, I just yeah. love his Troy's bits. Great. Uh, it's a two-piece, uh, Betty. Okay. You keep listening, so we'll keep chasing guests as they head down the road. Thank you to all of our listeners, and shout out to Sissy for letting us borrow some of her time in between events. If you haven't, check out the Money Barrel on the Patreon app or patreon.com and subscribe today. You'll gain immediate access to extended episodes, bonus content, and early release episodes. Don't forget to check out this episode's sponsor, Farnham, the makers of MaxFlex XR Extended Release Joint Formula. When you ride and compete regularly, your horse's joints are put to the test. Help your horse excel by providing a continuous supply of joint health ingredients all day long. Visit Farnham.com to learn more. All right, everyone, run fast, be safe, and we'll see you soon.